Listen up, sinners. This is Kyle from Thieves, Rogues, and Renegades. We're going to be honest with you. We're fully aware you're filthy, immoral deviants, which is why we're offering a new service to our listeners. Indulgences. So here's how it works. You give us money, you don't burn an internal hellfire. Now, for tax purposes, we need to be a little creative with the transaction. So visit patreon.com slash trrpod and subscribe for as little as a dollar a month and know you'll still find the pearly gates. Guess you'll also get bonus content like early episode access and roundtable conversations, but you're monsters. You know you need this. Welcome back, dear listeners. This is Thieves, Rogues, and Renegades. I am your solo host, Chris Miller, and it is February 2nd, and that means only one thing. Happy Groundhog Day. That leads quite naturally into the topic of this week's Extra Rations. What the hell is Groundhog Day? What we celebrate today, now known as Groundhog Day, began a much more humble life. It is in bulk by the pagan Celts and Gales as the midpoint between solstice and equinox, later as Candlemas as it was observed by German Christians. What is Candlemas? It was the celebration that marked the presentation of Christ at the Temple in Jerusalem. The presentation of an infant was traditionally 40 days postpartum, though some of the more weird observed the 33rd day post-circumcision. It was also celebrated with the blood sacrifice or burning of a lamb, and as the holiday began to change, however, uh, the festival seems to have a much higher survival rate for the animals involved. German revelers would mark Candlemas by observing a weasel, badger, or sometimes a hedgehog were applicable, uh, as any of those animals were known to hibernate in the winter months and emerge uh, sometime in early February. Oftentimes, particularly in the case of hedgehogs, they will emerge from their burrows to gauge the weather outside before deciding to re-emerge or just go back to sleep and try again some other time. I personally can relate to this behavior, but whereas hibernating rodents tend to lose 30% of their body weight in the winter, I trend in the opposite direction. There is a German poem that reads, If the hedgehog sees his shadow at Candlemas, he will crawl back into his hole for another six weeks. If that sounds at all familiar, it's because the tradition followed the German immigrants that settled in Pennsylvania in the mid to late 19th century. Pennsylvania and Germany are remarkably similar in topography and climate, but they do share one key difference as it relates to our story. Germany has hedgehogs, and Pennsylvania does not. What Pennsylvania does have, however, is a whole hell of a lot of groundhogs. Officially, in 1887, Groundhog Day was introduced to the world in the humble Pennsylvania town of Punxsutawney. Glimmer Frace, the city editor of the Punxsutawney Spirit, an avid groundhog hunter, unveiled the town's celebration and marked the first appearance of Punxsutawney Phil. He was unnamed. He did receive the name Punxsutawney Phil sometime in 1961. Uh, He became the world's first and foremost prognosticating rodent. Punxsutawney is a small town, uh, even by northwestern Pennsylvania standards. Uh, The population is around 6,000, but in the 1990s, the population would explode to almost 40,000 every year on February 2nd. What began as an annual dinner for the eating of groundhogs proved to be less popular than the Punxsutawney Groundhog Club had anticipated. They didn't give up, though. They went back to the drawing board and emerged with one of the more whimsical traditions celebrated in the United States. 
A group of hunters became the official stewards of all things groundhog, and a new tradition was born. There is a less popular autumn groundhog festival, and yes, groundhog is on the menu. But every February 2nd, Phil, attended by a top hat clad inner circle of the Punxsutawney Groundhog Club, is lifted from his home in Gobbler's Knob at sunrise, usually around 7.20 a.m., and delivers his official weather prediction. He whispers into the ear of the president of the inner circle, who is the only human being in the world that can speak Phil's native tongue of groundhoggies, and declares if winter is over or if spring will be six weeks away, translating the decree onto a scroll. These events are all depicted in the 1993 film Groundhog Day, where Bill Murray is trapped in a never-ending loop of being stuck in Gobbler's Knob on February 2nd. The movie, which grossed over $100 million at the box office, is no doubt responsible for the record-breaking number of attendees in the mid to late 90s, but there is likely one key element of the Bill, that the Bill Murray fans noticed on their pilgrimage to Punxsutawney. The movie wasn't filmed in Punxsutawney, and it wasn't even filmed in Pennsylvania. The movie was shot in Illinois and Hollywood, but Punxsutawney did not, and has not, objected to the throngs of visitors that show up anyway. The celebration changed slightly as time has drawn on. Alcohol is now forbidden in Gobbler's Knob to keep crowds of overnight revelers from being too... merry. And now the event is streamed live on the internet, meaning you don't have to walk two miles from the nearest parking lot to stand in the snow and wait for a rodent to whisper to a man in a tuxedo at 7 in the morning. In accordance with COVID-19 regulations, the event was held without anyone in attendance in 2021, but held entirely in a virtual medium. Now, unlike some other weather forecasting groundhogs we will discuss shortly, Punxsutawney Phil is rumored to be much, much older than the 8 to 10 years that most groundhogs survive in captivity. The Phil you see today is the same one that made his debut in 1887. Phil exists on a special elixir, a diet of groundhog punch that gives him an unnaturally long life. Of course, the mythos of Punxsutawney's grand celebration and Punxsutawney Phil himself are based largely on what Edgar Allan Poe could best describe as the suspension of disbelief. There have been other groundhogs that have made their way into regional superstardom without the benefit of as much whimsy or outright magic, uh, such as Staten Island Chuck, Weirton Willie, General Beauregard Lee, Shubenacheti Sam, and the less creatively named Jimmy the Groundhog. Shubenacheti Sam, from the town of Shubenacheti, Nova Scotia, has one advantage that other woodchucks on the list do not, and that's the Atlantic Standard Time Zone. Sam, above all other prognosticators, is the very first to make his prediction, being an hour ahead. He is also the most humble of the marmots living in a log in the Shubenacheti Wildlife Park, unlike the large houses or plexiglass enclosures of his American contemporaries. He is also one of few, if any, groundhog prognosticators that isn't woken up to make their prediction. He either emerges, or he does not. The event is not marked by fireworks, like Phil's, but by a town crier and just a few bagpipers. Sam draws one of the smallest crowds of any forecasting critters at just around 200 spectators per year. There have been four Sams since his first appearance in 1987, and the current Sam is actually a young female that debuted virtually in 2021. The South has their own weather prediction whistle pig named General Beauregard Lee. Uh, his uh, namesake, General Lee, uh, General Robert Lee, it, it uh, does not say whether that was an E or not, uh, was retired sometime in the late 90s for being too, and I quote, old and fat, uh, at the Dallas Trails Native Center near Jackson, Georgia. 
He had resided at the Yellow River Game Ranch, but when it suddenly, and to be honest, fairly mysteriously, closed its doors in 2017, he was moved to his current residence. Arguably the most opulent groundhog on the list, he lives in a scaled-down antebellum-style mansion named Weathering Heights. According to PolitiFact, he had a 60% success rate in the first decade of the 2000s, compared with Phil's 30%. One notable incorrect prediction for uh, Beauregard Lee uh, was in the spring of 1993. Uh, He called for an early spring when the storm of the century devastated the eastern U.S. in March of that year. That storm, which was both blizzard and cyclone at the same time, was so large that it impacted southeastern Canada and Honduras simultaneously. It turns out that sometimes southern generals named Lee make some pretty hasty decisions that don't turn out great. Staten Island Chuck, full name Charles G. Hogg, debuted the same year as General Lee in 1981. Chuck is the official whistlepig prognosticator of New York City, residing comfortably in the Staten Island Zoo. Chuck lacks Phil's unnaturally long life, so the mantle is worn by any number of Chucks, or Charlottes if they are female, as all groundhogs of this bloodline do share the common name. Famously, in 2009, Chuck bit then-mayor Michael Bloomberg as he was lifted up in front of his adoring crowd. Bloomberg shirked his duties as mayor afterward, often failing to attend the Staten Island festivities, either because of the incident or to focus on spending his vast fortune on campaign ads that are personally attacking both candidate and president Donald J. Trump. In 2014, Chuck was replaced with his granddaughter Charlotte in secret, presumably because of his advanced age and penchant for biting the mayor, uh, it certainly hadn't dulled. Uh, Bill de Blasio who was now holding office, panicked when Charlotte squirmed in his hands. Having seen what happened to Bloomberg, he shrieked and reeled, dropping Charlotte off of the stage in front of a large group of horrified schoolchildren. Charlotte died on February 9th, a week after being dropped from, I'm sorry, from, and I quote, acute internal injuries. But the Staten Island Zoo was quick to point out that being launched off of the stage by the mayor was not the cause of death. Suspicions, it should be noted, still linger to this day. As of 2015, Chuck is now lifted via Chuckavator from his or her enclosure into a large plexiglass enclosure, free of the danger of being potentially murdered by the mayor. De Blasio had not attended since 2014, saying, I tried it, it did not end well, and I won't be back. So, dear listener, please enjoy your Groundhog Day and remember the German proverb. A farmer would rather see a wolf enter his barn than for a hedgehog to see his shadow. And if it isn't a hedgehog, hopefully it isn't a groundhog, or a woodchuck, or a whistle pig, or a Canadian marmot, or a thickwood badger, or a land beaver, or any of the other colorful nicknames for the North American lowland marmot. On behalf of Rob North, Michael Lernett, and Kyle Graper, I have been your host, Chris Miller. If you liked what you heard today, please like and subscribe on Google, Apple, and Stitcher but not on Spotify. We don't stand in solidarity with Neil Young, but it's because Spotify really only pays one podcast creator, and it ain't us. Also, feel free to reach out on social media at trrpod, or email trrpod at gmail.com. Plus, consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash trrpod for as little as $1 a month. It should also be noted that February 2nd is my birthday, So feel free to Venmo me some beer money. And remember, 
If you see your shadow and we don't get an early spring, be sure to bundle up and to hold fast.